Karen England is a true champion for families, children, religious freedom, and parental rights. She's gone above and beyond, creating a remarkable one-stop free resource for parents just like you. With the powerful Remove Porn in Schools Toolkit, the enlightening KTA podcast, and now empowering Take Back the Classroom web resources, Karen is on a mission to help you make a difference and get porn out of our schools. Today, she joins me on the podcast to talk about what's happening in the public schools and how you can get off the bench and onto the battlefield. This is the Heidi St. John podcast. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. So Karen England, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me, Heidi. It's great to see you. I've been following your work. Of course, I met you when I was speaking at Comeback California. I've become a super fan of what you're doing, really at the front lines uh, of the fight to uh, indoctrinate and injure our children. And there's a lot of work to be done. Oh, absolutely. But I will say after COVID, people have woken up and I'm excited to come alongside the moms and dads and grandmas that are, that are going to reclaim their kids and reclaim their innocence. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people now talking in the news about what's happening in our schools. We're, we're seeing headlines about how people like you and me are trying to ban books out of the library, Ooh, which is really funny coming from the left, right? Because the left, what we just saw this poll in Real Clear Politics of 47, astonishingly, 47% of Democrats say they don't favor free speech anymore, except in very uh, controlled environments. And yet these are the people that want this filthy pornography and this erotica uh, in schools that's accessible to children. Tell us a little bit about what you do, and uh, then I'm going to find out where we can go to help you. Well, it, it, like you said, it's crazy how, how bold these people are in wanting to uh, sexualize our children and go around the parents to do it. And so we've started to work not just on the sex ed curriculum in the public schools, but all that is going on in the libraries. And I'll be the first to say, I used to kind of poo-poo um, the peop the moms that were doing, you know, the library books until I really dug into it and I found how deep and wide it is and how yeah. many tax dollars are going for it and how it's everywhere in red states, blue states, how graphic it is. Most of these states, when you go and you look at a school district, a lot of these books are currently checked out in these school districts. And so I was just shocked by how bad it was and how this is stuff that if you left it open in a boardroom, you would be sued for sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. And so that's when we kind of decided we're going to expose this. Parents have no idea. You know, the left wants to say, oh, we're trying to ban of mice and men, you know, or, or the classics. None of that is what we're, we're looking at, at trying to remove and not ban. You can still mm -hmm. get these books in other places, right. but minors can't access them in public schools. And that's what we want. Well, and it's taxpayer funded. I mean, let's be clear. I'm paying to have this gross erotica put in school libraries where my fifth grader uh, could access it. That's what's actually happening and the more parents understand, I believe, Karen, that the vast majority of Americans do not want this garbage in the schools. But what I have been saying for many, many years, I think I might have been one of the first people to say this, 
the National Library Association is an evil, wicked, corrupt organization that is absolutely hell-bent on getting this information and these books into the hands of young people. And people need to stop uh, just just letting your kid run, you know, willy-nilly through the library. When I when my kids were little, I would go to the library with them and I'd be like, yes, this is a safe place. I'll park myself over here in the corner, let the kids run and get books. You can't do that anymore at the libraries, can you? No, you can't. The public libraries are just as bad as the public school libraries, if not worse. And we hear from parents all the time who brought a book home with their kindergartner and thought it was okay until they really opened it up and saw what was going on. And you're right. The American Library Association is not your friend. That's right. They actually, when you look at the Library Bill of Rights, they believe there should be no age restriction whatsoever on any product in the library from videos to books to audiobooks. And they're the ones that are pushing this. As a matter of fact, next week, the first week in October, is the American Library Association's Banned Book Week, where a lot of public schools, including my high school here in a red county in, in Red Tennessee, where the principal is a professing Christian, will have a banned book display because they do it every year. And they will have a checklist and encourage kids to read what they call banned books. But you also mentioned something, Heidi, that I want to play off of. We are not alone. Back in October of last year, we did a Rasmussen poll, and it clearly came back that parents do not want kids having access to this sexual erotica at minor, at public school. And it was everywhere from 89 and 79 to 69% of high school parents. And so we are in the majority. We just need to root it out and you need to know that it's in your school. If it's in my red county, in red Tennessee, it's in your school. It absolutely is. And I think it's shocking that all these years later that we've been kind of, you know, watchmen on the wall and blowing the horn and the whole thing, parents are still saying, oh, that's not happening. You know, I live in, you know, I live in Oklahoma. That could never happen here. I'm in the South. I'm living in the Bible Belt. And people need to understand that the devil's living in the Bible Belt. The devil's in the details. And the details are emerging now because of people like you uh, that are coming from our school boards and the library associations. This stuff is in your school. It is in your library. I don't care where you live. I don't care how sweet your librarian is. If your library is a part of the National Library Association, this garbage is in your library. Oh, absolutely. And I need to tell you that the principal went to my church where they do the band book week. You need to know that he had his 14-year-olds, the, the, the AP honors class, were assigned their last um, uh, lesson last year. Their fourth book was to pick from one of the banned books and do a presentation on it. All of these graphic books were on there. I mean, it's absolutely crazy how our kids are getting indoctrinated. And and the thing with this situation was, I had parents coming to me saying, yeah, but that teacher's, he, that principal is a Christian. I didn't think this could go on at our school. And I just said, you know, I I can't explain why it is, but we're going to try and stop it. And that's why parents really need to be vigilant. And one thing that we're exposing, and and we've got a website we can talk about, there are a lot of books out there, you know, genderqueer and all boys aren't blue. They're all making, you know, national news. But there are some really common books that are everywhere that um, it's kind of a, a mixture of poetry and erotica or 
uh, literature and its graphic rape scenes. I mean, not just a sentence in a book or one page. One thing that we're doing is showing beginning, middle, and end that this is a common theme throughout these books. And it's the sexualization of our kids and the breaking down of boundaries. And it's, it's basic erotica, it's porn. Um, if it's not in the pictures, it's certainly in, in the erotica writing. And, and it's just, your, your viewers are gonna be shocked when they go and they see what we're talking about. Yeah, and we need to be having, you know, honest conversations. So several years ago, I had you on my show. <laughs> we were like, I hate to be the mom that uses this word, but here's what they're talking about. And it's almost like you have to shock people into listening that this is what's happening to our children. Wasn't there a senator recently who read from one of these books from the from the Senate floor? Yes, um, I have it right here. All boys aren't blue. And he read, it was Senator Kennedy out of Louisiana and the Senate Judiciary Committee had a hearing. This was just a few weeks ago. And he read from this book, which by the way, is in a majority of school districts, probably yeah. 75%. This is not just in my Tennessee school district, but it's in a middle school here too. So not just high schools. And it's currently checked out in one of the high schools. So kids are getting this and they're reading it. But when he read this book, the the supporters of this stuff in the libraries when asked are you comfortable with me reading that he literally said no i'm not really comfortable with you reading it and that shows when you read what we're talking about and don't yep. listen to the media what they say we want to have removed it is graphic and no, belongs nowhere near our children yeah that's exactly right and we know because the bible teaches us the children come to us as sort of a clean slate. We're supposed to protect their hearts yeah. and protect their minds. They're not ready. I mean, this stuff, even a grown adult, really, I mean, this is wickedness. We're not supposed to be indulging in yeah. these things at all. But when you're talking about children, this takes it to a whole new level. And parents have a responsibility to stand up and do something. Oh, absolutely. You think of, of this, all of these books, whether it's a picture book, you know, for elementary school where they start the indoctrination, this, our kids are building their worldview. And it is important that they have a worldview of how God made them, how, what, what sex is reserved for, that it is in the context of marriage. These books are all perverting that, it, which is intentional. Like yep. you said, you know, the devil's in the Bible belt. And, and I yep. really had never thought of it that way, but, but he is, and he's pretty active here as yep. well. And they're getting them earlier and earlier and earlier. And, and they're doing it really hitting them from everywhere. Now it's in picture books, in, it's in assignments at school, it's in the library when you go in. And again, our taxpayer dollars are paying for this. We need to demand that our taxpayer dollars only be used to actually educate our kids. Yeah, well, that, and even that, I mean, they're failing at that, right? I mean, they're absolutely yep. failing. Our kids are failing at reading, writing, and arithmetic. Uh, most of these kids couldn't show you where Israel was on a map, but they can tell you how many genders there are and they can talk to you about social justice from sunup to sundown. I mean, this kind of ideology is everywhere in the culture right now. And I feel like sometimes uh, it seems like it comes at us so hard and so fast that you have to wonder, am I making a difference at all? But honestly, Karen, we are making a difference. You are making a difference. People are starting to listen. When I had you on here the first time, we were talking about uh, the kitchen table activist and your... Um, passion to really teach parents and well not parents anybody how you could be an activist from your kitchen table and now you are talking about what's happening in the schools and giving parents the opportunity to really get a sort of peeling back the curtain 
and saying, hey, listen, if we put, if we uh, band together, we really can take back the classroom. Tell my listeners a little bit about Take Back the Classroom and what that's all about. Well, we developed a website, Take Plastic takebacktheclassroom.com and we're putting up books that I personally have gone through and highlighted. So it's the actual book. Um, It's not what somebody else said it is. We show you the actual text from the books. But the great thing about this website is we are doing it by school district. So if you live in Chino, California, you can go on and look up Chino Hills and look at the books that are in there. Now it's a work in progress. We have five or seven new books coming up this week with another seven school districts coming online. So every week we're adding more books and more school districts. And so you have to keep coming back, but you can go there. Everything is free. You can download a PDF. What I've done is made a notebook of all the books that are in my local school district. I have a mom that has printed it. She carries it in her purse. And when she's talking to another mom, she opens up her sheets of the PDFs and says, this book is in this school, this school, this school, this school. And so it's a way to really educate the rest of the public as to what's going on. The other thing there that you can get is our free toolkit on how to get porn out of schools. Like you mentioned, and I'm at my kitchen table now. I do all of my, my media hits for my kitchen table because moms are busy. Uh, We want to help them. That's why we've built this site. You don't have to go do all the research yourself. We want you taking care of your family and educating your children and serving your church and your community. So we do the work for you. And that's that's what we're going to continue to do. And our our hope is by the end of the at the end of the year to have 70 percent of the school districts and 70 percent of the books up there and really be able to be a resource for every single state not just the i, I believe we've got 11 up there right now but we want to add washington and oregon and i mean i was telling you california has over 900 school districts alone and so again this is this is a project but this is we're committed to it look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's amazing. You know, you say California has over 900 school districts. Think about the number of children that are being subjected to this filth every single day. It is so upsetting. These are little ones. I'm trying to imagine, and I was uh, watching my my, uh, daughter. She's almost 13 years old, but she's been dancing ballet here at Firmly Planted Family now for the last seven years. And last year, she got to dance on point. And I was watching her, and I was thinking, I cannot imagine that little girl reading the kinds of things that these children are reading. And the whole goal is to desensitize our children. People need to understand that. There's a reason why California is screaming for consent, right? There's a reason why Oregon and Washington, and you're starting to see the language of consent being put. And it's not, they're not trying to protect your child. They're trying to desensitize. They're trying to say, hey, you know what? This, this pedophile or that pedophile approached my child. They were taught consent. We taught them consent at five years old. At, yep. Ele- at Emily Dickinson uh, Elementary School. She knows what it is. So therefore, that wasn't pedophilia. That was consent. This is diabolical, isn't it? 
Oh, it absolutely is. And they wrap it up and package it like it's oh so good and, and pressure the parents to think that, oh, if you're not for this, you're uncool or unhip, which is why, I, again, I go back to the polling. Um, and, and again, that poll was a California poll and we had a majority of Democrats polled. They, parents do not want the sexually graphic. The, the rub is people are believing the media that, that it's of mice and men or we're banning 1984, which actually those are the books the liberals want to ban. But <laughs> everybody, everybody needs to run out right now and grab a yes. copy of 1984 and you'll be like, oh, hey, yes. what's going on? Orwell was oh. on to something. Yes. Yeah. Animal, <laughs> yes. All of all Animal of Farm. So, come yeah. on. Yeah. But these are the books. And, and I mean, there's another one. There's one called um, that we're going to expose this week, Looking for Alaska. It's it's an award winner. They're all award winners. But even adults, I have to tell you, I, as the staff person, I've got a lot of young staffers. I'm the one that goes through each and every one of these books. And it's a heavy, heavy time when I do it. I mean, it I is. have people praying around me. I have, I mean, it, the couple of days when I sit down and kind of do it all in one, it's dark. Yeah. And I wouldn't put that on any other staff person because I tell you, as an adult, this stuff is dark, really evil, demonic and dark. Yeah. Well, and you just you hit the nail on the head. I just had a guest on the show who was talking to me about uh, Christians who are engaging in the practice of yoga and do not understand you are literally inviting the demonic. We have yep. opened ourselves up to all kinds of things because we lack discernment. Yep. We need to know what is happening. We need to ask the Lord for for discernment. Uh, I love that David asked the Lord, open the eyes of my heart so that I might, un might understand your word. We were talking about uh, Halloween the other day. People always ask this time of year, you know, should we participate in Halloween? I'm like, well, I don't know. What's Philippians 4, 8 say? Oh, I know. Whatever's good, whatever's right, whatever's lovely, right? Yeah. These books, nothing that's happening in our public schools falls into that category. Yeah, and I, I do think, and my hope is that Christians will continue to wake up and, and have that discernment and actually listen to it, be obedient to it. Because I think a lot of times, I know in my own life, sometimes the Holy Spirit, and it takes me, I'm wrestling with God. Yes. And, and it takes a little wrestling before I submit. And so my prayer is that the parents really will open their eyes and heart and realize you're not protecting you. You are giving your child over to this yes. when you're not yeah. protecting them. And that's really, really an awful thing to be accountable for one day. Yeah. And and uh, you said the word that nobody wants to utter, and that's the word accountable. Uh, I was reading in the book of Ezekiel the other day, teaching a, a women's Bible study here in Vancouver. And uh, the prophet Ezekiel saying, listen, you have a responsibility to talk to the people that are around you, to warn them of things to come. We are we are the watchmen on the wall right now. We are the ones who have been assigned this time in human history. I mean, Karen, you you and I could have, we could have been here in the 1800s, the 1600s, or in the time of Christ, but for whatever reason, he said, Karen England and Heidi St. John, uh, you know, good on you. You're gonna be here in, in, in 2023. That means we got work to do. No, absolutely. And for the since COVID, my verse has been Esther 414. And a lot of people are really familiar with the end about being called for such a time as this. But it starts out in the beginning about um, um, 
your voice and and that you need to be speaking it. Help will come from somewhere else if it doesn't come from you. Mm-hmm. And so we need to be the ones, like you said, and I love how you said that, Heidi. We could have been born at any time. We could have been born on any continent, mm-hmm. but the Lord chose to put us here and lead us to this time through COVID and doing what we're doing now. And I believe it is really for this this time. And I am thankful for you, Heidi, because you've been doing this a long time and you've been really out there. And so I'm thankful that you're giving us the, this platform to try and help parents um, navigate this stuff. And I believe the more that we expose what's going on in the public school, the more parents are gonna realize it's not a place for their kids. And yeah. so that you, you just cannot deny it. I was thinking, you know, of uh, the word of God, you know, I'm teaching right now through the book of Revelation uh, study that I wrote called People Get Ready. And right. And I'm teaching, you know, Jesus right in the very beginning of of Revelation appears to John, who's been exiled on the island of Patmos. And he has a sword right coming out of his mouth, surrounded by seven lampstands. And he's talking to the church. Right. It's kind of Jesus going, here's what I think about the church, you know, and over and over again, we're learning that the that our defense is the sword of the spirit, right? Able to cut through all of the garbage that we see in the culture. And God's word is so clear on children. He says the bad yep. company corrupts good character that we are supposed to train our children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I believe, just like you were quoting from Esther, Mordecai did not give Esther yeah. any quarter at all because she was young. Right. Yeah. He, you know, he could have said to her, you know what? Uh, the Jews are being attacked. Thank God that you're in the castle and that you have the favor of the king. So you go ahead and get another beauty treatment. And uh, <laughs> that must be how God's going to preserve the Jews. He's going to preserve them through you yeah. because your life will be spared. No, he said, listen, you know, if you don't speak, yeah. that relief for the Jews is going to come from another place. Somewhere but then he else. went on to say, yeah. but he said, you and your family will perish. Yep. And this is the message for this generation. We are condemning generations of children to sexual immorality, to a life of servitude, to sin. And it is our responsibility. You know, people say, well, you need to lighten up on your message. Uh, No, no, because these people are not. Come on, come on. Right. No, it is. It is real. And and it is. um, They are after their hearts and minds, and we are the only ones to stand between them and what Satan has for them. He wants them just as much as we don't want him to have them. And he Mm -hmm. is actively this idea that Satan is waiting to get our our kids' hearts and minds until maybe they turn of age or 18. Right. No, Satan is after our kids and those hearts and minds now. Right now. He's after Christian homes. It's not that he's, he's already got the world. He's coming after the Christian homes. You know, I was listening to the screw tape letters um, on, on audio and it was like, I thought, wow, we need to have someone, maybe Heidi, because you're not busy enough. This would I'm be a not. book. Yeah, this would be a book for you. A, an, an updated screw tape letters about how how we would get the mothers out of the home, how public school would become the daycare and the women would be going to work. You know, if you wanted to radically change society and grab all of these kids and people for Satan. You would do what what's happened since kind of the 60s here. You would remove God from school. You know, you would, and, and prayer from school. And again, think about it. You know, women yeah. going to work and the burning bras. And, and we're yep. seeing the fruit of that. 
Yeah, you would follow basically the uh, the Communist Manifesto, which yes. is essentially what we're doing. Communism, the first thing they do, of course, is to remove God from every platform that they touch. Yep. And we've seen this now in the United States for decades and decades. And we're this country is circling the drain. I mean, there's no there's no question about it. And yet I find these glimmers of hope. You know, um, I live in a in a politically dark part of the country. Yes. California is a very dark, politically uh, dark part of the country. Tennessee, frankly, is turning into that. I mean, if people pay attention to what's happening in Nashville, uh, it's very yeah. scary what's yeah. going on in Nashville right now. But the reality is, is God says in his word that we are to be strong and courageous. He says we are to stand. We are called to declare the truth and to boldly proclaim it, knowing that our days and our times are in the hands of God. And so we don't need to live in fear. It's one of the things I love so much about you fearlessly uh, getting out there and saying, no, we're not going to do this anymore. I mean, you're going to be in California in the next couple of days and you and my friend Gina are going to be taking the California state legislature by storm, right? Well, we're going to try. We're uh, The California Republican uh-huh. Party wants to change the platform and remove life and marriage, the strong stance it has. So we're going back to rally the troops and to, to fight the changing of the platform. If they change their platform, there is no difference between Republicans and Democrats. And we're going to have to withdraw our our physical support. And it is the Christian conservative grassroots pro-life, pro-traditional marriage. We are the ones, and you know this from running a campaign, we are the ones that are walking precincts. We are the ones who are running phone banks. We are the ones who are talking to our neighbors and our church and registering voters. Uh, We may not be the big donors, but we're the other end of things. And so Mm -hmm. we're going to just remind them that they they might not want to do that in California or it's going to get worse. MyPillow is having a mattress sale. I have a MyPillow mattress and I love it. In fact, I'm getting ready to buy another one for my daughter. Right now, the complete mattress system is on sale for 50% off. This system comes with two free premium MyPillows and a free set of Giza Dream bed sheets. Mattresses come in coil and foam in a wide range of sizes from twin to split king and carry a 10-year warranty with a six-month money-back guarantee. Call 1-800-447-0541 or visit MyPillow.com and use promo code HEIDI to save 50% off the complete mattress sleep system. This deal won't last long. Enter promo code HEIDI to save 50% today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. These are, these are very... Uh tenuous times politically for a million different reasons. But I think the most frightening thing that's happening in politics right now is the quieting of the voice of Christianity in the conservative movement. We've had a tremendous role to play, right? Started with the moral majority and then kind of morphed over the years. But frankly, and I just did a whole show on this the other day, the corruption, the sexual immorality, the debauchery, the things that we're seeing come from the so-called Republicans in our houses of representatives all across the country are signaling 
that the barn is on fire, right? So at what point do we do we get the horses out and change up what we're doing? When I ran for Congress, uh, I mean, there are a lot of things that I learned in that run for Congress. I was just talking to uh, Pastor Jack about this a few weeks ago. But the biggest, my biggest takeaway by far and away was watching in Washington State openly, uh, it's openly being discussed here that we should soften the language on abortion, soften the language on marriage. And, you know, they want us to become homogenous so that people don't go, oh, those are the those are the weirdos. Listen, that's what actually sets us apart. We're saying, look what's happening. It's not working. And the the new Republican Party is saying, oh, hey, it's totally fine. You know, if we just if we're more like them, then we'll win elections. I'm like, no, we're going to lose. What do you think? Well, absolutely. And here's the thing. The other side, we, we they're the extremists. Wanting to be able to have an abortion up until birth, wanting every taxpayer to pay for it, wanting minors to do it without parents knowing, that's an extreme position. So instead of um, spineless Republicans cowering over this issue and saying, let's change our position, no, boldly go out there and say, hey, make them answer for the fact that they think it's okay to kill a baby you know, wheel them into the delivery room or the abortion room. Mm. They need to start talking about it and not um, cowering in a corner because some feminists said, oh, this is a women's issue. No, Mm -hmm. this is an issue of life and death. And Mm -hmm. someone needs to take a stand for it. And if the Republicans aren't, there's no, I mean, I'm not necessarily loyal to Republicans anyway, but there's no reason to be with that party if they don't stand for the things I believe in. That's right. And it's interesting to see what's happening. I don't know if you saw, I'm sure you did, Donald Trump's interview uh, last week where he was talking about his changing stance on abortion. And I, I just thought, what is happening? You know, where we, we've got to stop looking to our politicians as if they were saviors and yep. start actually telling the truth again as the American people. And I think what's happened is we sort of allowed, uh, because Donald Trump's not a conservative. He's a populist. People need to yeah. understand. They need to look up the difference there's a big difference between uh, conservatism yeah. and populism. And Donald Trump is a populist. Listen, I voted for him, right? I voted yeah. for him in 2016. I voted for him in 2020. If he's on the ballot again, when right. it comes right down to it, I'll vote for him again. But we have got to be more uh, proactive in defense of the things that this nation was built on. We're losing the nation. We're losing our schools. We're losing our churches. And there are very few voices that are standing in the gap right now. But I am encouraged because uh, I do think that voices like yours and Pastor Jack Hibbs uh, are having a change. They're agents of change, and people are starting to listen. Do you feel encouraged by that, or, or like that, or do you still feel like, uh, you know, it's just a, it's an avalanche? No, I, I am encouraged, and I will tell you that that we've seen, and especially specifically, uh, you mentioned Pastor Jack. They flipped their school board. Yes, you know, we, we've had so many churches in California that have flipped the school board. And so we're working with them to implement policies at the local level, because what you may not get passed up in Sacramento, you can do in your local community. And we'd like to see that in Washington and Oregon as well. And so if they aren't gonna do parent-friendly policies at the state down, let's do it from the bottom up. And I believe that's how California is going to come back. Several school boards, there were several significant churches involved in the Southern state, middle of the state, 
and northern part of the state. And so far, just in the last couple of weeks, nine school boards have passed the same policy um, that Chino Valley did, which is being sued over, but we're okay. We believe, you know what, let's let this go to the Supreme Court. We let think it go, parents, yeah. yep, let parent, you yeah. know, we think parents should know if your child's transitioning at school. And that was that is encouraging. When you've got school boards in communist California that are flipping school boards, standing up to Gavin Newsom and being sued and saying, we don't care. These kids, they belong to the parents, not the government. Yeah. I'm encouraged yeah. by that. And if it can happen there, it can happen in Washington, Oregon, and we can stop the craziness here in Tennessee. Yeah, I agree. Uh, our organization, Firmly Planted, just launched Firmly Planted Action a couple of weeks ago with the goal of educating people starting at the local level to say, hey, you want to see change? We got to stop looking at the federal government for yep. change. It's never going to happen that way. We need to start at the local municipalities. The closer to home, the better, because we can actually have a change. We can make a difference in our local municipalities, in the local parishes, and in the counties and the districts in which we live. I absolutely saw this in my run for Congress, and I know that it can happen. And it's people like you that are on the front lines that are actually kind of lighting the way. Where can people get involved, Karen, with what you're doing? You said a few minutes ago that if people want to get their website uh, added to takebacktheclassroom.com, their state rather added to your website, they can help you, right, by um, helping you populate this site with books and districts in their local area. Absolutely. I, I was sharing that one of our states, um, when we went live, one of our states, we were contacted from an activist, um, a parent group in a state and said, hey, I've got an Excel spreadsheet with all this information. Let me send it to you. So you can go to our website, takebacktheclassroom.com. You can contact us through there. But if you've got that information, it'll just go quicker because we only have we only have four people working on this full time. And you and I talk, California has 900 school districts alone. So we are adding new books and we are adding new school districts. So if you want your school district added and you wanna do some of that research, connect with us and we will have, I will have my staff reach out. We've got a template for the uh, spreadsheet that we do. We've got a list of the books, even, even books that aren't on our site yet. And so we will help you. Our goal is to have help for every single school district, every single community and to rival the ALA as they're trying to indoctrinate our kids. We want to equip and empower parents to go reclaim their kids, reclaim their schools, and reclaim their heart, the hearts and minds of their kids. Yeah, yeah, amen. It's, it needs to happen. You also are running uh, the Kitchen Table Activist. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes, so this is a podcast, and it is to help, like you mentioned, Parents want to do something, but a lot of times they're intimidated and just don't know what to do. So it's where we do the basics and we're getting ready to launch our second set of just the basics on how does a bill become a law? How do you file a FOIA or a public records request? And we have every state, we have a template. So no matter what state you're from, you can just fill it in and, and ask for certain information that you want, whether it's from your local school or uh, city council, whatever it is. We have um, how school boards work and what you can do, how to start a parent group, kind of the do's and don'ts as you're going out there. And so it's really a great resource and you create a notebook so that you can work through the process no matter what state you're in and no matter what stage of life you're in. If you've got three little ones at home, you might listen to it once every six weeks and do one of the lessons. If not, you know, if you're a working mom, you might listen to every single one of them on your way to work and get active. Not that you're not active, but 
that is is what we hope we want to do the training uh, for the moms and dads that have woken up during during covid and so that's that's something that we um, really enjoyed doing and i i love seeing the fruit of it when i hear from someone and they say oh my gosh i listen now i understand it i you know i called my representative yes. for the first time yeah that's what yeah. i love to hear well, and it makes you feel like, oh, hey, I did something. You know, I think we've had this like view for a really long time. These people are some, they're, they're in their ivory towers and we can't get to them. Yep. But really, they're not in their ivory towers. And the way that you get to the ivory tower is to the ballot box. That's how you get there. That's the road to the ivory tower. And uh, I can't wait to see what happens with the work that you're doing on behalf of the children uh, here in the United States. And I'd love to have you. We've been talking about this. So I'm just going to let my listeners know. Karen's going to be coming on the show regularly to answer your questions. If you have a question for her or a particular situation that you would like her to discuss or to know about, reach out to me, HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. Just like you leave your questions for my friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood. Karen's going to be joining us on a regular basis here at the show. The whole idea behind my podcast for the last eight years to help you guys get off the bench and get onto the battlefield. Our children are worth fighting for. And that's what this is all about. Karen England, you are a national treasure. I appreciate you coming on. Where can people find you? You can go to capitalresource.org or all of our, let's see, social media is at the Kitchen Table Activist on all the different social media. So I'm excited too, Heidi. I can't wait to get the questions and to be able to equip people really with the specific things that they need. So I'm excited. So thank you. I'm excited about us moving forward. You're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you again real soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Heidi. God bless. For more information about my guest today, you can go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash podcast. If you're interested to know where I'll be speaking next, I am headed to the great state of Nebraska. You can check that out at HeidiStJohn.com forward slash events. Thank you guys for listening. I'll see you back here again at the intersection of faith and